0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the sports show of the weekly sports show with Will and Loro and the Loro Antonio sports talk podcast show. I'm your host Loro Antonio. Will Hedges is back with me to talk about some NBA, NFL and MLB news and uh, we'll do a lot of game recaps today for baseball and then talk about some offseason headlines for football and then some basketball stuff. So Will, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing just fine, Loro. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So, first off, let's start off with baseball and recap the first two games of the series between the Dodgers and the Reds. So, yesterday the Dodgers shut out the Reds 6-0, and today the Reds returned the favor and won 4-0. So, what were your thoughts on that game?
1: Um, I was very surprised, um, especially with the second game, um, because obviously um Walker Bueller started today and uh he did he did he did only allow four runs, but I I think that today the pitcher for the Reds that was his yeah. first, it was his first win of the season. So I was, I was that was I, Tyler Malley. Yeah, I uh, I was I was really I was surprised about that. I wasn't surprised. Game one I, I actually um I, I played Daily Fantasy League and I had uh, Rich Hill as my starter and he he was hot yesterday he he did really well uh shutting them down so yeah it happens but overall this is just like a slight little blimp blemish uh the the dodgers they're they're where they need to be they they're at 30 wins uh they have almost twice almost twice as many wins as losses so it's gonna happen occasionally where you know sometimes the bats just aren't there one day so it it, it happens
0: We, I can't hear you on the speakerphone, so I don't know what happened there, by the way.
1: Oh, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, I can. Okay. I don't know what happened, so, so we're all good. So now with that being said here, uh, let's do the recap of your first two games of the series between the Rangers and the Cardinals. So what were your thoughts on the Rangers and Cardinals series for the first
1: two games of the series? Uh, well it it seems like kind of the reverse we we won uh yesterday like seven to three and right now we're losing seven to two so <laughs> it uh it seems like in both of these games both teams did most of their damage in one inning uh the first game we scored all of our runs in one inning and today the cardinals scored five runs in one inning so I, it uh <laughs> it it's just gonna be that way uh we had we we have good pitching performances occasionally. Um, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn are the only two guys that I'm sold on being somewhat reliable. Uh, every now and then, the other pitchers it's hit or miss, and uh, I, I figured we'd at least get one game from the Cardinals, and I'm glad we did the with the first one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I do think that uh, if you look at it. Uh, I think, I think the Cardinals, in, in my opinion, I think they did a pretty good job. I think they did a pretty good job yesterday. So the Rangers won game one yesterday, right?
1: Yes. And it, it it was, I mean, it was just because of one major inning. We scored all of our runs in one inning.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So that being said, uh, now let's talk about, uh, now let's talk about, now, let's talk about uh, some ge- game three of the Dodgers and the uh, Red Series. So, tomorrow, the number one pitcher on the Dodgers staff right now, Hin Jin Ryu, takes the mound tomorrow against, uh, against Tana Roark. So, I think the Dodgers should still. That's what I expect.
1: Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the Reds, they'll the walk away probably saying. Like being happy with themselves because they took away one game, but uh, the the Dodgers should win tomorrow. Rourke, Rourke isn't bad, but you know, he uh, he just ah, he he can be, he could be had. I can't really hear you
0: again on the speakerphone. Actually, I don't know why. Um, I was I was saying Tanner Rourke, he could be had. Uh, okay, not. I can't hear you on the speakerphone thing. Again, sorry. You can't? Yeah, I don't know why cuz I heard you on speaker briefly, but now uh, but now it got I don't know what happened to the sound.
1: That's weird. Uh huh. Um uh,
0: you still can't hear me? I can hear I can hear you through my uh when I put my phone closer to my ear. That's for sure. That's
1: so what we're good. Okay, yeah, I, I might need to get my phone looked at.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Here, yeah. so let's continue onward. So sorry that I had to communicate that, but with that being said, uh, for Game Three of the series for the Rangers, who's gonna who's the pitching matchups for tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow's matchup, uh, I think we have Drew Smiley on the mound against uh, Jack Flatter uh, Flarity Flarity. Yeah, so and, it's uh, kind of
0: like the 2011 World Series again between the Rangers and the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hate to say it, but um, we we might lose tomorrow just because Smiley's, like, still struggling. Uh, he, he walks too many people, and he's got almost a 7 ERA. I mean, anything is possible. You know, the the bats could back him up and our and our defense could be sound to get a lot of double plays but i i unfortunately don't have to say the uh i i think the cardinals might close it out and take the 2 to 1 series victory over us
0: yeah that could happen for sure right there so now now that being said uh So for now that being said, now we did a game three preview for both of our teams. Now let's talk about our top three rookies in the National and the American League right now. So for the National League, it's it goes like this. Um Pete uh it's gonna it's Tatis Jr. from the Padres, and then Alex Verdugo on the Dodgers, and then Pete Alonso on the Mets.
1: Yeah, I would definitely have Verdugo in there. Uh, he's he's been very very solid uh, for the uh, for the Dodgers. I I, w- I would have to say um, I think down the road um, so we're just doing National League right now. Yes.
0: Yes, National League rookie of
1: top three National League rookies. Okay. Well, my list is basically the same as yours. Uh, those guys who stood out the most, uh, R- Verdugo, like coming up, he was one of the best like hitters, like in the minors, and his powers getting better and
0: uh, almost homered the almost homered yesterday, but he just gets the job done.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> honestly, the only thing holding him back from a, being an, a, 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 a like the the main candidate for Rookie of the Year would probably just be it's such a stacked lineup and finding a way to keep them, you know in the, in the in the daily in the lineup each, each day because there's it's 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 such a stacked uh you know outfield slash lineup with, with so many hitters
0: i do expect even when aj pollock comes back i expect alex verdugo to be in there every day
1: uh, hopefully uh I'm, I'm actually curious uh you know now with with uh, with a uh, story Trevor Story injured for the Rockies, uh, they now that Brendan Rogers got called up. Uh, I wonder if he'll make some noise now. Um, I believe he can. I believe Brendan Rogers can. Yeah, that's. It was. I think it was this last weekend uh, that he, Friday that he made his debut. So he, yesterday uh, he got he made his yesterday. debut. Okay, uh, so. Yeah, that's that's another guy to look at, but yeah, Verdugo got if he stays active in that lineup, I would not be surprised if he's a if he's a finalist. I believe he'll be a
0: finalist for the National League Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, by the way. I I can see that. Now that being said, now let's talk about uh let's let's talk about uh our top 3 American League rookies right now. Vlad Jr. number 1 for me. Eloy Jimenez number two for me, and then Michael Chavis number three for me.
1: Michael Chavis uh, for the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could see I could see Chavis being a being a the main guy, or at least t- top there along with Guerrero. Like the Red Sox don't really have a, a solid, consistent factor at third base with Rafael Devers there, so uh, Chavis could be like in that lineup every single day if Devers continues to struggle and Vlad. No,
0: no, I'll tell you about Devers. Raphael Devers shouldn't be benched. His, his bat is there. I'll tell you that, but he just needs to be better defensively at third.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's a hot corner. Um, that, that is true. So they could probably get Devers, uh, DH time, uh, just to keep his bat active and show that they still have faith in him as a contributor um no but i still expect devers
0: to be out and be in the lineup for the red sox every day yeah he he could
1: uh, it, it, it it's a luxury when you have so many guys that are, are, are contributors um who knows they could start probably with devers uh start the games with him and then if they have leads uh put Chavis in there just to make sure that the their defense is strong so it, it could be a multiple a multitude of things um no Chavis
0: but, is, is is the starting second baseman because we we think that uh Pedroia is going to be the man Justin Pedroia I think will have a different role now
1: yeah uh, Pedroia let's say he's an, he's an enigma just because of those injuries he's had um he could still be useful but they gotta wonder if uh they want Pedroia be at a position where he could risk getting injured again, and like that, like those uh those spots, shortstop, second base, uh, those guys have to move around a lot, and I don't know if Pedroia is still as mobile as he used to be. Uh, as far as the other candidates for rookie of the year for the AL, um Vlad Guerrero Jr. He he started off a little slow, but I think the other day against the Orioles, he had a two-home run game. So he had a
0: two-home run game against the Giants, and then he homered
1: against the jo- uh, White Sox. Wow! So yeah, uh, he he could be catching steam. We'll just have to see if he can keep this momentum up. But uh, they called him up, you know, at a, at a good time, and there's still a lot of baseball left to be played. So if he can pad the stats and find his groove, then you know, watch out. I think he's going to win the American League Rookie of the Year. I I would not be shocked at all if he did. You're not he will get unanimous votes. You know, I mean, he's already popular as it is. Uh, he was—he was—he's the most—he uh, was the most hyped uh, call-up. Like when the season started, like everyone was just anticipating when it wasn't a matter of uh, they, them knowing he'd get called up. It was when.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. It was about matter of when when Vlad Guerrero you got called up. Now. With well, that being said, now let's talk about some uh, some NFL news now. So let's do our off-season headlines for the Patriots, Cowboys, Chargers, and Rams. But what's your reaction on Ben Watson returning to the Patriots?
1: Well, I mean, it's nice that he's going back to the, the team that originally got him a while ago. Uh, it, it brings that veteran presence in the locker room Uh I don't know how his production will be, how his performance will be. The uh, I think the main tight end for the Patriots in terms of stats will be uh, Austin Stefer and Jenkins, but uh, you know he just brings that veteran presence, that leadership. That you know, it, you, when you lo- losing a guy like Gronk, like Gronk was a very vocal guy. You know he he was a hype guy who helped hype his teammates up. So I think Watson there is just brings a good presence plus he's a guy who's familiar with uh the patriots system so it it, it, it's a solid thing him and him and baron jenkins together yeah absolutely so so but i do think ben
0: watson will be the number one tight end on the patriots when the season begins oh no i
1: he he probably will be the number one like in the starting lineup i just think the main receiver the guy who will have the more better stats will be Jenkins, Austin Safarin Jenkins, just because he, he's uh, a little younger, a little quicker. Uh, Brady likes tight ends that can, you know, separate. and I mean, it could be Watson as well. I I, I don't know. The the Patriots, they do a lot of uh, tweaking, but either way, if, if they both contribute, then it's not that big of a letdown losing Gronk.
0: Absolutely not. So now that, now that being said, uh, Let's talk about let's talk about uh, boys off season headlines. So, is a contract extension coming along the way for uh, Dak and uh, Zeke?
1: Zeke, I think they're waiting a little bit with because they they have that fifth year option. So, literally, they have him for this year and next year. Uh, so, they don't have to worry too much about him. It's Dak and Coop who are both coming in their final years that they have to worry about. So the, Dak and Cooper are the main priority. Uh, I know for a yeah. fact that Dallas has already started talking with Dak's agents and they've already started getting parameters, but I don't, yeah. the, I don't see the actual extension happening until maybe before training camp starts or like in the early stages of training camp, but it's, it's going to happen before the season starts. You can bet on that. And then we just have some breaking news to report
0: that Chris Long, former Patriot two-time Super Bowl champion,
1: Oh, Chris Long. Uh, he was on the Eagles the last couple of years. Uh, well, he uh he definitely was clutch with his uh, rotational role as he started getting older. I remember when he was at the Rams and was a starter, but then he went to New England and Philadelphia, and he became more of a a third down pass rusher guy, situational guy, and he he was pretty effective. So that's uh another one of the decent players that we've seen in the last couple of years, uh, hanging up the cleats. And now Chris Long will have more time to be a dad now. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, doing what you can when you play, but then when you reach that point, when you, uh, have to think about your family, you don't have anything left to prove you got your rings. I mean, you want to, you want to be able to spend time with them and, you know, be able to do stuff with them.
0: I actually liked Chris Long when he was a member of the Patriots because you know, I thought Chris Long's a tough player. I've always liked the way he played. I wouldn't be shocked that he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day.
1: he could he, he might not be first ballot when he was eligible, but he'll probably get in at some point.
0: I wonder if he'll get in as a ram or as a patriot or as an eagle
1: yeah uh that's the tough thing when you're when you're part of different teams and I think he had the, his best stats with the Rams but he had his most success with the Patriots and Eagles so like in terms of Super Bowls so I don't know it's it, it's a preference I think on the on the the Hall of Fame committee and then as what the what the player decides it that, that is a good question So now that
0: being said uh now let's talk about uh now let's talk about um so we talked about Zach and Z getting accepted. So I I think that this Cowboys team is in great hands now, you know. But now let's talk about some other news of the Patriots. What was your what did you think about Jamie Collins
1: returning? It's an it's an underrated move. Uh his best success came with New England. You know, he went to Cleveland, got his money and he had a few highlight plays, but for most part you didn't hear him get talked about much cuz he didn't really perform I think he fits better with the Patriots system the Patriots coaches know how to work with him they know how to handle him because he there's some moments when I questioned his uh his uh you know mental desire for football because I remember a while ago when he before before New England traded him he he said that all he you know all he cared about was playing video games and and whatnot like so he you know I think that New England knows how to handle him and it could be a, a steel signing because um, it's not like they're breaking the bank for him or anything. And he does have talent. So it, it could be what New England needed to help bolster that front seven. Absolutely. So now with the, now with the Chargers and Rams, really,
0: I think that both of these teams are primed for big success in 2019 as well but also they both have OTAs and uh mini camps coming up. But for the Cowboys, uh, I
1: think Zach will get an extension before the season begins. Yeah, he, he should that way that there's no drama or t- towards it or any lingering issues, get the contract done and then just go out there and focus on winning games. So that way the media doesn't have to twist everything each week. If we win or if Dallas wins or loses. I got a question for you about this. Uh, So, if the Cowboys
0: don't make it to the Super Bowl this year, do you think Jason Garrett's fired because this is Super Bowl or bust?
1: I would honestly have to look at the circumstances. I think the biggest hump would be getting past the divisional round. Because Garrett's gotten Dallas to the divisional round like three or four times, but we never made it past that. So, I I would have to say making it to the conference title game. And if you you make it to that game and you lose on like a fluke play or – or you come so close but just miss it, I think that Jer- Jerry Jones would realize, okay, Garrett got over that hump of making it to the, the conference finals, being one of the final four best teams in football. So, honestly, I, I think they are saying Super Bowl or Bust, but it, for me, it would be getting, getting to the conference round, uh, conference, uh, conference championship game.
0: So yeah. has Jerry
1: Jones lost his patience with uh, Jace and Garrett? No, I well. You see the thing is that Jason Garrett's the perfect coach for Jerry Jones if you ask me cuz Garrett's the 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 yes man, the the guy who, you know, lets Jerry do what he wants like other coaches in the past like Bill Parcells for example, you know, he took he- Dallas from mediocrity and built a sol- a solid team and we got back to the playoffs and the following year like parcells had that falling out with uh uh jerry jones and wade phillips came in and he took pars the parcells assembled team and won 13 games and we lost in the round like i i think jerry jones loves having coaches he can control because when you have press conferences for nfl teams it's usually the coaches that talk that do the talking but for the cowboys I see more and more of Jerry in the press conferences than anything. He'll be the one to say who's injured, who's hurt uh, who he thinks will start at what position. And it's not, I don't hear it from Jason Garrett. First I hear it from Jerry Jones, which is weird. Cause he's not the coach. He's the owner GM. He doesn't even what, so he, Jerry has to be the front center attention of everything, which is why Garrett is the perfect coach for him in that sense, because Jerry has the full control, but at the same time, Jerry wants success. And, Garrett has shown ups, downs, ups, and downs. I think Ger- Garrett needs to show Jones that Dallas won't fall back, that we can consistently win, have winning seasons, and win one or two games in the playoffs. It needs to be consistent. He, it can't be this lopsided thing where the seesaw effect, where one year Dallas is a great team, and then the next year we're average or crap. So it, it all depends on that. Absolutely. So now let's talk
0: about how many rookie QBs will start week one of the 2019 season. I'm going to say two. It's going to be Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins easily.
1: I know for sure. Kyler Murray will definitely be starting because they just don't have anyone else. That makes sense. Redskins, that's, you see, Parry wasn't say it's going to be Haskins, but for some reason, I feel like they're going to start Keenum at least for the first, at least for one or two games. I don't know why, but I just feel like the Redskins will do that because the Redskins have made mistakes before and they've, their, their, their management's a little flaky. So, I I want to say it's Haskins but for some reason I feel like they'll start Keenum at least for 2 to 3 weeks. I don't say, know.
0: I'm going to I'm going to say Haskins is the week
1: 1 starter. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I he should be, but I'm saying like the Redskins they're they're a funky organization sometimes. I mean, they had a, they were divided on who they wanted to take with that pick. They ha- the the management wanted Haskins, but the coaching didn't want Haskins. So that I don't know there could there could be there could be some stuff there but I mean if Haskins is a, finds a way to you know beat him out good for him uh if not it he'll he'll start, he won't be sitting the bench for too long that's your opinion right now so I can respect that so
0: now that being said let's do our official 2019 NFL award prediction so let's start with the uh coach of the year award and my pick for that is Anthony Lynn
1: for the Chargers yeah. Um I could see Lynn doing it. Uh no, when you mean Anthony Lynn
0: winning the uh 2019 NFL head coach of the year.
1: Yeah, I could see him doing that. Uh, the Chargers are primed for, you know, success. They won 12 games last year. Honestly, could have been the division champs if they had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. Uh I I'm going to say it's either going to be Lynn or um uh, Frank Reich for the Colts. And do- and don't don't sleep on Freddie Kitchens. Well, he's got a lot of pressure. Uh, honestly, they might give it to him if Cleveland ha- if Cleveland wins like ten plus games, just because it's Cleveland hasn't done that like in forever. <laughs> so it- it- that Cleveland's a team that's got the Super Bowl or bust expectations, which I don't know why, because Cleveland's only won like ten games in the last four years combined, for three or four years combined. It's they. It- they, they shouldn't let it get to them because there's a lot of talent on that team. But we have to see if Kitchens is the man that can control the all the personalities, all the all the, you know, the egos, the the young guys who have some maturity issues. If he can, then, yeah, I can see him definitely winning that award.
0: But my picks, Anthony Lynn for the 2019 NFL Head Coach of the Year Award.
1: Yeah, he's a top three candidate.
0: And now let's go to Comeback Player of the Year Award of 2019. And I pick Carson
1: Wentz. Mm. I mean, if Wentz stays healthy and plays anything like he did uh, uh, his second year, then yes, I can definitely uh, see him winning that uh award I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh well I don't know if they would give it to him because he's he's just not that uh like big but um I, I would not be surprised to see uh you know Cooper Cup be in that conversation because uh, he was a huge part of that Rams offense and that Rams offense missed him a lot moving forward uh he he was having a breakout season when the year started um, I would not be surprised with to to see him at all uh, to be in that conversation. But Wentz, Wentz is a r- very good candidate. Oh, absolutely, you're right about
0: that. So now that being said, now let's talk about uh, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about who's going to be the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and I pick Devin McCourty of the Patriots.
1: Yeah. Uh he he does a lot of stuff from um, in the community, right? Yeah, he does. He's a good choice. I it's it's hard to say um who cuz like there's so many good guys to, that are uh that are eligible, so I <laughs> I uh I really can't think of one single individual That'll, uh, that'll stand out. Uh, so phew, there, there's just so many, uh, so many good guys. Uh, I think last year it was Chris Long that won it, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's just so many, uh, I, I might just have to go with my guy, uh, Dak Prescott, cause he, he's starting to do a lot too in the community for Dallas.
0: Yeah. And then you got Jason Witten back too, and he's won it before.
1: He has, and he's always been active, uh, even even when he retired. So who knows? He might he might cause a, a cowboy not to win it because we'll just have too many guys that are stealing votes from each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of what, what presence? Is, what is he going to bring to this Cowboys off- offense again once that he came out of retirement?
1: Leadership, uh, for sure. He's a very vocal guy veteran guy all the all the players look up to him respect him and he'll definitely bring a strong red zone presence because last year we were one of the worst red zone scoring teams we all we had to is that why he came out of
0: retirement to help with that void
1: it could have been that it could have been his the reviews he was getting for espn weren't really good because everyone expected him like they held his high standard for him because tony romo did such a good job and witten witten was okay but he wasn't Incredible at at his job. It could have been him saying, "You know, I have a chance. I, I still feel healthy. This Cowboys team is uh looking really good. They 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 have a little tight end void, so I can I can help out." I there's there's so many factors to think. He it, it could be a, a, a numerous amount of things.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: So so now
0: that being said, let's talk about who's going to be the uh, offensive player of the year in the NFL.
1: So. This year, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Baker, the guy who set the record for touchdowns in, as a rookie. It could be him. It could be him indeed. I, I would not be surprised to see, uh, uh, well, if he's healthy, Todd Gurley and uh, Zeke Elliott should be mentioned in there as well. Uh and- I, I feel like they're just going to the way that the NFL works nowadays, they usually give offensive player of the year to uh, either a running back or the best QB that doesn't win MVP, uh, especially like last year. Like it, like if, if there's too many great QBs uh, you, you're one of the one, you're going to give the one that had the better year, the MVP award. And then the one that came in second place, the offensive player of the year award. So honestly, um, if he doesn't win MVP again, Patrick Mahomes could very well be the offensive player of the year next year. So it, it's just going to be one of those things. And then my pick for defensive player of the year, I know Aaron Donald will be in
0: it, but I'm going to pick Joey Bosa.
1: Good solid selection. Uh, Bosa will be healthy. He won't have any uh, issues lingering. Uh, that Chargers defense is primed for uh, a step up. They solidified the interior and the back end. It's a very complete defense. I can definitely see Bosa. I'm going to go with uh, Khalil Mack for the Bears just because I I feel like he's just going to continue to evolve his game forward. And the, um, the, the Bears defense, even though they lost some components, he'll step his game up and – show why he deserved that massive contract why he's considered a top three defensive player uh in the league
0: and now let's talk about who will win uh who will win offensive rookie of the year of 2019 and my pick is Kyler murray and my pick to win the defensive rookie of the year nick bosa
1: my uh pick for offensive rookie of the year is the same as yours murray because he'll just have the most chances to shine and put up the best stats of any offensive rookie, I think in terms of production for playing time and defensive rookie of the year. I do like Nick Bosa, but I'm going to have to go with Ed Oliver uh, just because I think he's going to end up being one of the biggest steals of the draft. He shouldn't have fallen all the way down to nine. No, the reason why I say
0: Nick Bosa will win defensive rookie of the year is because I believe that this is the year that both Bosa brothers win, win, uh, both bosa brothers win some hardware this year
1: oh yeah that would be that would be pretty nice i don't think that's her i don't think that's ever been done before with brothers um
0: that's why i think this is the year that both brothers of both bosa brothers get something done this year
1: if if nick has the same kind of season joey had his rookie year if not better then it's doable
0: and then i predicted that joey bosa will be the
1: defensive player of the year this year yeah uh they it, it could very well be that i i i no complaints from me on that if they both win it they they deserve it and then my pick for nfl
0: mvp this year i'm giving it to somebody that hasn't won it before you know who i'm talking about drew
1: brees brees ha- brees has the misfortune of just playing in a, in a league where there's guys that break records or tom brady or you know just He's always consistent and if, if Breeze has a season like he did last year, but finishes strong instead of skidding a little, then yes, he he should win that award. Uh I'm honestly, you know what? I'm pulling for Breeze to win it too. I, I want Breeze to win that award bad because the man Yeah, he, he has a Super Bowl MVP on his resume.
0: I think that Drew, I think Drew Brees should have an NFL MVP in his resume as well.
1: He should. He deserves it.
0: Yeah, he does. I think Drew Brees deserves it as well. So now with that being said, let's, let's, now that we talked about some NFL stuff, let's go on to the NBA. So let's start with the recap of the 2019 NBA draft lottery. So questions for you on that is, are you shocked about the Lakers getting the number four pick in the draft? And, Are you shocked about the Knicks
1: getting the the third pick in the draft? Yes and yes. Uh, I can't believe the Lakers somehow, some way got into the top four. Uh, Honestly, at the time when I saw that happen, I thought it was a conspiracy just to to get the Lakers the number one overall pick and somehow get Zion to go there. But still the Lakers get a better pack, get a better pick than a lot of people thought they would. And the Knicks, it, it was all set up so beautifully. The, the Knicks, Literally, they didn't say any mention of tanking like the Mavs did last year. The Knicks just – they were the worst team in the league this year record-wise, and somehow, some way, they didn't get the, that pick. It, I, I don't think anyone saw the Pelicans or the Grizzlies with the number one, number two pick. It, it, was, it was one of the most shocking lotteries I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: I actually hate the new uh, NBA draft lottery
1: system. It sucks. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. It, What's the point? You know, you could have teams that played better than you and had a better record than you, but they'll still get a better draft pick because they got selected before you. So it, there's it's shitty or crappy, I should say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. So now that being said, uh, let's talk about Lakers now. So questions for you about the Lakers is, what's your reaction about Frank Vogel being the next head coach of the Lakers? And other questions for you is, do you think Kyrie Irving will join the Lakers in free agency? And do you think the Lakers would trade for Paul George to
1: reunite with Coach Vogel? Uh, for that first question, the Vogel signing makes sense because uh, Vogel has a lot more success than most of the other coaches in terms of uh, consistency. I mean, Ty Lue did win a championship, but uh, Vogel's did very good with a uh, turning Indiana around when he became their coach. Uh, he's, he's got a very, you know, powerful defensive mindset. Um, you know, he, he should be able to get them to play better defense. Obviously the, the young guys for the Lakers should improve and he can help with that. Uh, he's worked with huge stars before like Paul George. So LeBron, he should have, he shouldn't have too much big issue with that. And, uh, you know, having the number four pick helps. They could use that as trade material or they could select the best player available for the Lakers. They need shooting. I think the Lakers could use that pick on a shooter. They should. I, I, I would use the pick. I mean, yeah. And as far as the other ones go, I think it's more likely that the Lakers try to get Kyrie to play. I I, I could see them trying to go after Paul George, but, you know, it it all depends on if, if the Thunder realized that they might not be able to afford him Westbrook and anyone else. Cause the West, the, the Thunder are entering some serious cap issues go in the upcoming uh, years. So they could, they could trade George. I, I, um, I don't know. I, it, it all dep It's going to be an interesting summer for sure. Uh, I, I think that because of how the draft has shaped up the lottery, it's going to be the most like hyped up, discussed free agency transition ever. So We'll see. I, I, I honestly it's hard to say. I, I think the Lakers are definitely gonna try to make some big splashes.
0: Absolutely. You're right about that. So now that being said, here is uh let's let's also do our uh, picks for NBA playoffs Saturday. So I think the war I think the Blazers will win today, get back into this series, but really, to be honest, my picks to win the Western Conference Finals is the Blazers in seven.
1: The, uh, it's interesting because I've watched these, these, the first two games and in game one, the Lakers, I mean, not the uh, Warriors were just the better team and they had them. And in game two, the, the Blazers had a huge lead, but you know, the, the Warriors, they, when they, when they're, when they're on fire, they just, and they hit those threes and Draymond plays great defense, which is why he said he's the goat defender of all time. Uh, it's, it's all about tonight. If, if, the, if the Blazers don't win tonight, the series, even if the Blazers win a game or two, the series is done. If the, if the Blazers want to have any chance at all, they have to win tonight. I, I still think the Warriors will win, but who knows? The, 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 the Blazers played a lot better last <laughs> night, and uh, the other night in game two, and they could win tonight if they carry that momentum over and just don't let Golden State linger around.
0: Oh, absolutely. So now let's do our picks for the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference Finals. I say the uh, Raptors. No, I say the the Bucks beat the Raptors in seven
1: games. Well, it, it's interesting because in Game One, the Raptors took it right to the Bucks, and it took uh, a late rally and comeback for the Bucks to win. And then in Game Two, like it was bad. Like it, I think at one point the Bucks were up by thirty, and he, every time the Blit, Raptors like made it interesting, they would just get they would just separate the the uh the score again so the Raptors have to show that they're not that team that'll that old team that would always make it to like hot, far in the playoffs and just get squashed or choke um like last time when they got swept by the Cavs you know they were the better team uh I it's the same thing with them they have to win tonight because if they go down three nothing and it's it's too deep of a hole uh That that crowd tonight, that atmosphere, you know, Kawhi can't do it all by himself. Kyle Lowry has to step up. You know, Gasol and Ibaka, they have to play better defense. It's it's not – it can't just be Kawhi. Yeah, I mean,
0: Kawhi can't carry a team alone. He's got to – he's got to get other guys to do it. I mean, Kyle Lowry's got to flip his postseason script, you know, because he doesn't perform well in the playoffs. No. I'm unleashing here because I like Kyle Lowry because he's a good player, but he just can't do it in moments like this.
1: No, he can't. I, You know, in game one, Kyle Lowry was really good and they barely lost, but they but it was a close game. And then in game two, Kyle Lowry was terrible and they got squashed. So they have to see that correlation like when you're, when you're second or third best player isn't playing well and other guys like follow suit and it's all in one guy. There's there's very rare times when one guy can carry a team that's underperforming. And as good as Leonard is, it's it's going to be really hard if Lowry and the other guys don't step up tonight. Or not tonight, tomorrow. Tomorrow.
0: That's what I meant to say here. So my NBA Finals pick is going to be the Bla- the Blazers and the Bucks.
1: I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. But if they did, you know, good for Dame Lillard because – I've always liked him. I like how he's stayed true to his team. Uh, He's always just been about going out there, getting his business taken care of. And that would definitely probably crash Vegas if uh, the Blazers found a way to beat the Warriors. So uh, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, that would be very interesting. That's for sure right there, my friend. So with that being said, final thoughts of the day for football, looking forward to a new season. I am my strong opinion. I think the Patriots go 16-0 and win that seventh Lombardi Trophy. And for basketball, looking forward to having Frank Vogel as the head coach of the Lakers. And for baseball, I love how the Dodgers are playing. But really, I still think they'll win the series over the Reds because they love playing in the Grand American Ballpark. But it's just one of those rare losses that they had today.
1: Yeah, even the best teams have those rare losses, which you know just goes to show that, hey, they're not perfect, and it's good for a team not to know that they're perfect because they, 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 that lets them know there's stuff they can work on. Uh, keeps, their, keeps them on edge. Uh, Vogel should, is a good fit for the Lakers. He brings a good intensity mentality. Uh, they just got to worry about fixing those issues with management and the drama surrounding how things ended this last season and uh, the offseason start. And as far as the Patriots goes, I do see them winning that division and going far in the playoffs. 16 and 0 though I uh that's that's tough. I I I'm I'm leaning more towards 12 and 4, 13 and 3 or 13 and 3, but it it could happen. They have the coaching and the team to do it plus they play in the least competitive division in football. So, we'll see.
0: Absolutely. So, that being said, you have a great rest of your weekend and I can't wait to talk to you next Saturday.
1: Thanks. You too, man.
0: Later.